Good morning, let's stand. Happy Father's Day to all the daddies. Thank you for coming this morning. Those watching online, we welcome you. Um, as you can hear, you don't hear any piano playing. <laughs> but we all have voices, and God says to make a joyful noise, and he will hear you. So we don't need music and instrument. We have our hands. We can clap. We do need music, but, <laughs> but we can do it um, this morning. So let's just... Be stirred up in him, and let's just confess this morning. The first song we're going to do is um, a confession song. It's a really good song. Um, it talks about how we, we are overcomers. We overcome in him, and he's carried everything, every burden to the cross, and we don't have to... to be in bondage. We can be free. We can free. be alive this morning. We don't have, we no longer have to die. We are alive in him. So this morning, let's just reflect on that. Let's just think about that. What our father, our good, good father has done for us. And we can just stand here today and declare that we are alive and free in Jesus name. Father God, we thank you. For your presence in this place, Lord, we thank you that this is a good day to praise you, Lord. And we just come into your presence, Lord. We lift our hands and we lift our hearts to you, Lord. And we just heal ourselves to you right now, Lord. And we declare that we are alive this morning in you, Lord. We declare that you are alive in us this morning, Father God. And we just thank you for your presence in this place. And we thank you that you are here with us, Lord. Father, we just bless your holy name, and we worship you this morning, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We worship and praise your name, Lord. And we thank you that we overcome, Lord, by your blood, Lord, and the word of our testimony, Lord. We just praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. God is fighting for us, God is on our side, He has overcome, yes, He has overcome, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved. Jesus, you are here. Oh. God is fighting for us. God is on our side. He has overcome, yes. He has overcome, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved, Jesus you are here, carrying our burdens, covering our shame, He has overcome, yes, He has overcome, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved, Jesus you are here. 
He has overcome, yes, He has overcome. We will not be shaken, we will not be moved. Jesus, you are here. I will live, I will not die. The resurrection power Christ alive in me, and I am free in Jesus' name. I will live, I will not die. I will declare and lift you high. Christ revealed, and I am healed in Jesus' Stop. 
evidence is here. Hallelujah. Um, we see the cross. We see the empty grave. It is finished. The power of fear has over us is finished. Yes. Romans 8.15 says that we have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, hallelujah. And we are who God says we are. He is who he says he is. And in his word, 265 times, God is referred to as our Father, hallelujah. And he is a good, 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 good Father. And we are loved by him, hallelujah. This morning we are going to worship and praise him and celebrate this this morning. Glory.
Worship him this morning. Oh, for he is a good, good father. And he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. He's always here for us. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your voice this morning and declare it. Oh, he is good, he is good. Oh, you are good, you are a good. Good Father, oh, you are a good, good Father. Oh, you never let us lack for anything. We always have everything because you are a good, good Father. Oh, we just worship you, Lord. I just worship you, Father. I worship you, Abba Daddy. Oh, hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. Oh, we worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness, he's such a good, good father, isn't he? He's such a gracious God, and he's perfect in all of his ways towards you. Make it personal this morning. Yes, he's perfect in all of his ways. And Father, you're perfect in all of your ways towards me. The way you interact with me. The things you've done for me. When I wake up every morning, I know he's the same. Hallelujah. He's perfect in every way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to you, Father. Glory to you, Father. Come on and thank him this morning. Oh, we just thank you, Father. Oh, we just thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're a good, good Father. Oh, who's perfect in all of his ways. Good. From his children. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. How many of you fathers, you know, as you've gone through, whether your kids are young or old, 
right? Whether they're still with you or whether you have grandchildren now, through your lifetime, you know, you always want to do something for your kids. You're, you know, it's, it's when you become a parent, something changes. You don't just think about yourself anymore. Every time you see something in the store, it's not just about, oh, I like that for me. <laughs> You're always thinking about, oh, the kids would love this. Oh, the kids, the kids. That's what a father does. And that's what our heavenly father does. He's always thinking about his children. And so we're grateful to him for that this morning. Amen? Can you just give the team a big God bless you this morning? My goodness. Thank you. We thank God. We thank God. It's not easy working with tracks, if you know anything about music, because you got to come in at the right time. you got to get out at the right time. <laughs> you got to transition at the right time. I thank God for his anointing in each and every one of them as they surrender to him, as they yield to him. Hallelujah. Just wonderful time of worship and praise to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can move that. Thank you. So this morning is Father's Day. Let's officially say happy Father's Day to you, those who are here and those who are watching online this morning. Happy Father's Day, dads, to each and every one. Uh, if you uh, came in this morning and did you pick up your uh, gift this morning, dads? <laughs> the guys are ready to grill. <laughs> so I, I don't understand. Like They're like, wait. That means we have to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a dad does. <laughs> that's what a dad does. You know, the women, we get stuff to pamper ourselves <laughs> and cookies, and y'all get the stuff to work with. But you got a cookie this morning, too, so you can eat while you work. <laughs> it's all good. Glory to God. So we thank you, uh, fathers, uh, for coming this morning. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. And in here in just in a minute, we're just going to pray for each of you. Before we do, let's just get ready to give this morning. Thank you, ushers, for serving the people. Those of you watching online, uh, you can uh, text to give or you could go to our website. That's probably the easiest way right now, fathershousefamilychurch.com, and you can give right there. There are multiple ways to give. They'll put that up on the screen for you online as well so you can uh, see the ways to give. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 6, there's a story there. And uh, it's one that we read often, but we probably don't align it with offering time. But this morning, we're going to do that. <laughs> so it says, while Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head and as he was reclining at the table. Don't you love it? Jesus was reclining at the table. He was resting. You know, sometimes we think of Jesus up here and not doing natural things. He was reclining, just chilling with the guys and the girls who were there. Just reclining, enjoying himself. When this woman came in and she started to pour on his head. <laughs> Imagine that. This perfume, when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Huh. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, 
Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? Leave her alone. <laughs> she has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor, referencing what they had said, the poor you will always have with you. But you will not always have me. You would think they would have been happy that someone was doing something nice for Jesus, at least. <laughs> Glory. When she poured this perfume on my body, he said, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached, throughout the world, including in Dighton, Massachusetts this morning, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. <laughs> so the woman with the alabaster box, I'd love to get her name. <laughs> Some reference and say it's Mary, you know. So we say the woman with the alabaster box. She may not have known the full weight of what she was doing. She probably didn't even recognize the fact of, of why she was doing it. She just knew she had to do it. Something on the inside of her said, go do it. And she did it. And, you know, they've, 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 if you Google, you can see how much it cost and all that. But this morning, I want you to look at her heart. Just see her heart this morning because you could see it. You know, God sees our hearts. I can't see your hearts except by your actions. Our actions will tell what's in our hearts and our words as well. The word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So I may not see your heart this morning, and, but God does. God sees it. With this woman, we can see her actions showed us exactly where her heart was. She prepared the master for what was to come. Even if she didn't know it, all she knew, she got up that morning and something prompted her. Go take that bottle of expensive perfume, go to that house, and just go pour it on his head. She didn't ask why. She just did it. She just did it. Generosity. If she was a stingy person, someone who didn't like to give, this would have been a very hard task for her to do. And then in the middle of her doing this task, she's getting persecuted. Ever do something nice, try to start giving or say, I'm going to give this much into the kingdom of God. And then people get in your head because they're talking, who do you think you are? We were born in the same house. You think you're going to get that money to give, you know, and then we, we just draw back and don't do it. She didn't. She just continued to do. And Jesus, look what Jesus said of her. And we're still talking about her today at offering time and all times. Such humility and generosity in this woman. And in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 8, it tells us what happens when we have a spirit of generosity like she did. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. 
Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I know that that's what this woman experienced after she was obedient to God. Look what Jesus said about her. And I'm sure everywhere they went, oh, yeah. And there was this one woman who came and, you know, the disciples retelling the story. We were kind of hard on her. <laughs> we weren't very nice. And Jesus rebuked us. I think he would have called us a brood of vipers if he could. <laughs> he does that a lot in the Gospels. But he told us to hush and to leave her alone and said that many people around the world are going to be talking about this woman. And, and he was right. <laughs> and we can learn from her. When God prompts you to give, whatever he tells you to give, how big or how small, just do one thing. Give. Just give it. And do it cheerfully. Amen? And then know that he who reaps sparingly, or who, who sows sparingly, will also reap sparingly. But if you have a spirit of generosity, that will transcend to every area of your life. If you can give money, you'll be able to give everything else. You'll be able to give yourself freely to God. And to others, you'll be able to do whatever he has asked you to do. It's a heart thing. Amen? Glory to God. Let's stand together this morning. Let's say our confession. Ready? Go. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns. A lot of S's there. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. Glory to God. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can come and give cheerfully when you do. Amen. We all set with the audio on the video we're about to play on the computer? All right, cool. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Woohoo! We get to give. <laughs> I think I scared everybody on this side. <laughs> what? <laughs> Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Go ahead, Mr. Ivan. No matter how old we are, we always remember what our dads say and do. My dad is more like Jesus than your dad. Nuh-uh. My dad doesn't let anybody eat any food until we pray for it. 
My dad prays for one minute every day. You know what? Our church has pancakes. This is what my sister and mom use for their blush. My dad says that mean kids never know what they're talking about because their parents don't know what they're talking about either. My dad says to punch meanies in the face. Then my mom says, don't ever do that. And my dad goes to time out. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's beard is itchy whenever he kisses me. My dad takes me to church so we could learn to be just like Jesus. My daddy prays for me. Then he makes me stop talking and go to bed. Then I get a flashlight and read my comic book. That's a sin. He's sinning. No, I'm not. Sinner. No, I'm not. R2, R2, R2. Not, My dad said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. My dad never stays mad at me. My dad taught me to forgive, because Jesus forgives us every time we ask. I want a mohawk. I wish I had hair. It's OK. Your hair will probably grow back. Thanks for being our dads for all our lives. <laughs> it will probably grow back. <laughs> so happy Father's Day, dads. Please stand, uh, all the fathers, grandpuppies in the house this morning. Glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know I have a great dad. I always say this every year, and I, call, I still call him daddy because I'll always be a daddy's girl. <laughs> so he's my daddy. And uh, an example to me of, of God and his mercy <laughs> and love, amen? And, you know, whether your dad uh, was present in your life, whether he was good all the time, or he had his, you know, his days, uh, no matter what, where he fell in there, he was your dad. And because he had you, you're here. <laughs> so he did one thing right. <laughs> if you think he did everything wrong, oh, he had you. He did one thing right. And so we just honor uh, you today. And I know those, maybe your father is no longer here present on this earth. And we honor him today. And uh, again, he had you. <laughs> and so he did something right. And so uh, I'm grateful to God for being a great father and showing us what fatherhood really is about. Amen? Glory to God. Uh, I'm going to pray for the dads. You can stay right where you are, but maybe hook up with another dad. I think we did this with the moms. Let's do that this morning. Just get with another dad. You know, I know guys don't hold hands. Maybe you do. Maybe put your arms around each other. I don't know. Do something. It's all right. It's all good. Christina, can you do me a favor while I do this? Can you run on my desk and get me those two books on the desk? You'll see that they're appropriate for today. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. So we're going to pray. Those of you who are watching online, we're praying for you too. Hallelujah. Father, 
And I have to stop there because you've been making that a reality to me. You are our Father, a glorious Father. We thank you for being such an awesome Father, a Father of compassion and love. And you show us what a real dad is. Thank you for being our example. We thank you, Father, that everything good comes from you. And so today, as we are celebrating and honoring our dads, we just look to you. And I just ask, Father, that you would shower them with your love. Maybe things have not been easy for them as a dad, and they're going through that period of time where they're questioning their dad skills. Father, I ask that you would show them who they are in you and let them know that you've got them and they've got this. They're going to get through it successfully. You're going to empower them with the strength that they don't even know they have that comes from within. Empower them today, Father God. Strengthen them. Make them even stronger on the inside. I thank you for your grace and your mercy in their lives today. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, where they are today, touch them. Shower them and show them your unconditional love that you've put on the inside of them. I thank you, Father, for every father. I thank you that you keep them, you watch over them, you guide them and protect them and give them the wisdom a father needs during this time. No matter which time they're at in fatherhood, give them the wisdom that's appropriate for this time. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. So um, our resource for this month is for fathers. And it's, it's, a, it's a book that touched me when I heard it uh, a while back it did. But then, it's funny, they rebroadcast it on the Victory Channel again as a reminder for me. This is an awesome book. It's by Ed Tandy McGlasson, who played in the NFL against people like Joe Green <laughs> back in the day. And this book is called How to Become the Father and Husband Your Family Needs. I have two copies of it today. Something that he addresses in this book is so important because a lot of times as fathers, uh, you go through things in your life as a child. Maybe your father wasn't exactly picture-perfect dad. Maybe you didn't call him daddy. And so he lost his father right before he was born. His father was in the Navy. And uh, he, uh, his plane crashed. He, te he tested planes. And the plane crashed right before uh, he was like the guinea pig. And he decided on Memorial Day weekend that he sacrificed his life so other people on the beach below him would live. And so he, uh, he went down with the plane. He landed it. He went down with the plane, but he died. And so he never got to meet his father. His mother remarried. His stepfather was an alcoholic and abused him. And so he had a father wound to deal with. In this book, 
He tells you how to deal with that. Abandonment issues, whatever the issues are. Maybe you don't need this, but you know someone who does. Here you go, Donnie. Who else? Who else needs it? Who else wants it this morning? <laughs> he came, he came. There you go. I think there's healing in that book. Again, if you don't need it, give it to someone else. So after you get done reading it, pass it on. You can get it on Amazon if you want to order it there. How to become a better dad and a better husband, a husband, a husband and a dad. I think every father needs that. Amen. We all could become. I want a book, How to Become a Better Mom and a Better Wife, right? We all need those books, don't we? Hallelujah. Well, this morning we have a treat for you. I'm excited to announce Pastor Justin's going to be ministering to you this morning. Open your hearts and receive it. Amen? Glory to God. Maybe I need a book. I'll turn on this thing. <laughs> I'll be a good dad. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in this place, man. Of course, we can't go saying Happy Father's Day without thanking the mother for giving us the father. Give it to the mother, all right? And so today, uh, you know, I'm excited to, to even preach today because uh, it's a topic that I've been, uh, that I waited a long time and on my part to be a, uh, to be a dad and uh, I come from a, a, a long family, I mean, big family. And so all my, my siblings, all my brothers, all my sisters, they all had kids way before me. And not only just one, but like two, three, up for, for each one of them. And uh, it was a time that people started thinking there's something wrong with me or something. Because, you know, I was waiting, I was waiting on the Lord for the right person for the right wife, and you know what I mean? I didn't want to settle down with anybody. I, I did have a bad experience uh, before, and so I didn't want to get caught up with the same thing that my brothers and my siblings was getting caught on with. And so when I came to Christ, and, and you know, God taught me, and reading some books, God taught me how to be a man and how to be a husband. And so when I did find my wife, and God blessed me with a wonderful wife, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and God bless me with a wonderful wife. It's worth waiting, y'all. That's all I'm saying. But uh, God's time is the right, is the best time. And uh, I waited. I'm, pr I, I, I'm proud to uh, stand here and say thank you to, to God and thank you to my wife for making me a dad. It's been a long waited, <laughs> anticipated, you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm a dad now, and... Uh, Glory be to God, and, and, and I'm, it's a joy. It's actually a joy to be a dad. I enjoy being a dad. Amen. I love being a dad, you know, and, and knowing that, that I have the best dad that one could possibly have, our father. We just sang a uh, worship song about how good our dad is, how good our uh, uh, God is, you know. And so to be here and to, to be a father, not only on the natural, but to be a spiritual father also. Amen. You know, and so I hope, <laughs> I hope I, I have something to share with you. I hope you get something out of it. You know, you guys been getting a lot of, 
a good meal out here from Pastor Maria. You guys don't mind getting a little light meal today, all right? She already, you already been preached to, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll pray, not get into it. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the God for your anointing power. Father, I pray that you open the hearts of, uh, of everyone in this place, Father God, to receive this word that's going to uh, go forth. Father God, I pray that it would bless uh, those that hear us. And Father, just enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we understand the word that will go out and that we understand the scripture that we'll hear today. In your name, we give all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so Father... A father is a man who has a child and a man in, in, in relation to his children. I'm going to be looking at my note. Don't mind me. <laughs> but I'm not trying to read to you, but I'm going to be looking at a lot of my notes. I might lift my heads up and give you, you know, acknowledge you that you're here. <laughs> so a father is a man who has a child and, and, and uh, a man in relation to his children. Father also means to adopt as one's own. And of course, the spiritual father, right? Because in 1 Timothy 2, uh, 2, Paul writes and refers to Timothy as his son in faith. And 2 Timothy, he refers to Timothy as his true son in faith. And it says, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now let's talk a little bit about the father who, man has a, who has a child and a man in relation to his children. And thanks be to God and, you know, and I just, I, I said it earlier that I'm thankful to, to my father about my wife, you know what I mean, making me a, <laughs> a father that I am, uh, giving me a beautiful child and I also have a stepson his name is Derek, he's 20 years old. Uh, it's a joy to be a parent to those two, two, two children. And so, let me get ahead of my nose over here. <laughs> and I love my daughter because, I love her reality, because, and, and we, I call her a miracle baby because uh, when we first start, start, me and my wife try to uh, have a kid, uh, at first we, we had a miscarriage. And so we really had to stand on faith and, and, and really stand and believe in God that God will give us a child because from, what, from the incident that happened the first time. But when a reality came, we call her uh, a miracle baby because she stayed a whole nine months. And then she came out and came home with us. And, you know, it was a pure joy to, to, to have her and to, and, to, and to be a father now. She's three. And, uh, be, it's been a pure joy to be, to be a dad that I am, all right? So, as a father, it's my duty to be a father and a dad to her, right? There's a difference between a dad and a father. Now, a father is someone who believes that by donating his goods for your creation, he has done his duty in life. A dad is someone who gets up every day and does whatever he can do to put a roof over your head and clothes, your, uh, clothes on your back and food on your table. And this one is even more important. 
Not only is my duty to be a father and a dad to my child, I have to be a godly father to my, to, to my child. Now, Bible defines the father as someone who is called upon to be a leader and a protector for the family and to give an example of Christ's love by being loving towards the children and mother. He is also to be strong in faith and to bring the children up knowing right from wrong. In Genesis 18, 19, it says, For I have chosen him. This is God talking of, uh, of Abraham. It says, For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Now in 1 Timothy 3, 2-5, he tells us, Now the overseer is to be above reproach. We know this verse very well in this, in, in this church. And as a youth pastor, I know this verse very well. It says, Now the overseer is above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-control, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of, of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his house or his own family, how can he take care of God's, uh, God's church? See, as a, God, as a godly father, it is my duty to give direction, it is my duty to discipline, and it is my duty to encourage my child, it is my duty to comfort my child. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, it tells us that start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not depart from him. And so if, we, if you teach our child the way we, they, they should go in a godly manner, in, the, you know, in, a, in, a, in a godly way to live their life, guess what? When they grow up, those things are not going to fall aside from them. It's gonna, it, they're going to keep that. They're going to remember that. And those things, and if, they, if you have any child, let's say, you grow up a child and they grow up in a, in, in a church or with a godly family and uh, believers and everything. If you taught that child the way they should go according to the word of God, I, I kid you not, even if that child is straight away, he, will all, he or she will always come back because the word of God will not go, go, go void. Those words that are in the back of, of that child's mind will always come up on, on him and his and his, her mind. And it's going to remind them to get on the right path. Yeah. And it happens to a, to a lot of people. Now that's not how it happened to me. <laughs> I was a wild one. But still, God's grace could reach me, you know. And so I have to, to bring up my child in integrity of God's word and direct my child to the word of God. Just like Hebrews 12, 7 tells us, endure hardship. As discipline, God is treating you as son. For what son is not disciplined by his father? 
A father must discipline his son. He has to. I mean, we are all, we're not perfect, right? None of us is perfect. And when, one, when you see your child going the wrong way or do something that is wrong that you know is not uh, bringing no honor to the integrity of the word of God that you have taught him or her, you only discipline on, on, on the right way, you know? Pastor Jack always says this, don't spare the rod. You know what I mean? That's a part of discipline, too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you discipline your child. You have to. You don't want your child to grow up. Uh, you know, you got to get those foolish things out of your child. You have to. If you don't discipline your child and take those foolish things out of your child, it's going to grow up to be a wild one. And then you might get caught up on some things like me and myself. And... Thank God I had a chance to get out of it. But a lot of people that would get caught on, like the, yeah. what I got caught on in life, they didn't have a chance. They, yeah. A lot of us, a lot of them is in jail or got deported to Cape Verde or dead. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that dead. Yeah. I thank God that, I didn't, that that didn't happen to me. Wow. All right? And so it's good to dis- discipline your child. Now, every father disciplines his children because we don't, like I said, we don't know everything. We are not, we're not perfect. You know, every day we do stupid things. I do stupid things every day. Every day. You know, I got to call on, on, on my father, you know what I mean, and be like, Lord, help me with this. I'm depending on, on my father every day of my life. I'm depending on the father every second, every minute, every hour. I depend on my father. You know what I mean? And so when I do stupid stuff. He corrects me. Sometimes my wife corrects me. And we go on. <laughs> but it's, discipline is important. Right. Now Ephesians 6, 4, it says, fathers, do not provoke your, 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 your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction to the Lord. So God requires is required us in his word to discipline our child. And so it, that, that's, how it, that's why it's important to discipline your child. Now, father, father also means adopting, like I said earlier. Father also means adopting as one's own son, right? Just because you adopt a son, it doesn't take any right from that son or that daughter from your biological, fa- from biological son or your daughter. That adopted son has the same birthright as the one that is uh, born from a biological father. And we see in the scripture here that uh, our God, actually, our God is the father of fatherless. I'll show you a scripture that you see that we all find ourselves where we've been fatherless, right? And and at one point in our life, we all live, you know, we all live fatherless. and, And in Adam, you see that on the scripture that in Adam, all died and became a subject of wrath. All died. But the good news, good news is in Ephesians 2, 1 through 13 through 3, it tells us, you, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we all, we all also lived in the, in the lust of our flesh, doing the desires of our flesh 
and of the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So we was all heading for destruction, all of us. Not even, not one single human is going to say, oh, I am perfect enough that I deserve to go to heaven and I deserve uh, God's grace because I am perfect and I am good and all of that. None of us. We were all fatherless because of what Adam did. But thank God I don't live there no more. <laughs> you know, if I, if, I, if I just leave you right now where, on this scripture right here, I'm going to leave you all messed up. Okay? So we're going we're gonna to go through some more scriptures and get you out of there and put, get you on a, on, on a, in, a, in a better place. In Ephesians 2, 4, also follows 3, it tells us, but God being rich, God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ. Now by grace, you have been saved. By grace, we've been saved. There's nothing that I did, there's nothing that you did. It's not that no one did. It's by his grace, by his rich mercy, yeah. that he reached down to us and stretched out his love, right. his grace to us, and saved us for, God, for yeah. heading on, for actually for being doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and we give glory to God for that. Ephesians 1.5 tells us, he predestined us to adoption her sons to himself through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. God is good, y'all. God is good, man. In Colossians 1.12, it says, Give thanks to the Father who has enabled us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Yesterday, The encounter team went out. We went out with Pastor Jack. And uh, two persons got born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. One by Pastor Jack and one by me. His name is L, and the one that, got, that, got born, that, got, that received Jesus with Pastor Jack, his name is Ed. You know, and uh, just a joy to see someone, to see a soul, a lost soul, yeah. receive Jesus and get saved. You know, that joy, just, you, you, you can't compare to anything that you can get in this life. Right. It's the same type of joy that God bless you with that child, whatever the child that you have. It's, it's even better than that. It's even better than that. Because a lot of, you know, people are having kids, and if you're not bringing them up in, in the ways of the Lord, and you're not, you're not saving your kids, yeah, they might be doing thing, good, good things in life, but then head to the wrong direction if anyone don't come to his rescue and rescue him from, from, from hell, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's a joy to see a soul saved. Yeah. Al is at 88 years old. We went now, you know what I mean? 88 years old. Now see how, God, how good God is. 88 years old, God has still had patience to reach to Al. 88 years old. And now he could... 
Al had an opportunity to get saved all his life. Every one, one of us had opportunity to get saved all our life. But God is still patient. You know, the Bible says, a day is a thousand, a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day to God. So God is rich in patience, also as he is rich in mercy. Amen. Amen. And so Al got saved, and Mr. Ed got saved. It's an honor, man. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's such a joy to just see a soul saved and going to heaven. It's such a joy. You can't, it, it, it's almost, when you get that joy, when you see someone get saved and, and going to heaven, the joy that comes in you is it, that joy that what, what the scripture talks about, the joy of the Lord is your yes, strength. Yes. That's the type of joy that you get when someone gets saved yes. and, and receives the Lord in, in their life. <laughs> yep. Y'all okay with scriptures, right? <laughs> I give a lot of scriptures, I know. <laughs> uh, in 2 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord God Almighty. Psalm 103.13 says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. You, you read on, a, on, a, on a, one of the books of the gospel where it says Jesus seen multitudes of people scattered, like sheep without no shepherd, and he moved with compassion to them and to the, to the multitude, and he healed them. God is a God of compassion. He loves us. He is a good God. Good, good God. Now, our God is good, and, and he loves us. He, he truly loves us. And I'm going to leave you with this. God's love is incredible, infinite, and unfailing. God's love for us is personal. Yeah. Pastor Maria touched on, on, on that. Like every day you, you wake up, you know that you have a father that is right there. It's personal to him. You have a relationship with him. It's not personal. God, love is, uh, God loves you just as you are. But I don't want to leave you there. We tend to say, God loves me as I am, and then we, we, we tend, you know, we get in the habit of staying the same way. That's not what God, that's not the best that God wants for us. God's love for us should inspire us, right? And God's love for us should grow. We should grow in his love, and we should improve in his love. Not come to him and then stay the same. Right? If you get you from a mess, he cleans you up with the blood of Jesus. Why the snow we present you before the Father? God's love for us should improve, like I said. <laughs> and so, when things are difficult in your life, in my life, what do we do? We cleanse to God's love because he cares for you, because he cares for me. You know, that's one thing it's one thing for another person to tell you I love you, and we throw that word so lightly. Yeah, yeah. We throw that word so lightly. It's almost, we come to a point that people don't even put their hope or they don't even believe or don't even put their trust in love no more. Uh-huh. And that's the inferior love, the, you know, the, feeling type, the, the type of love of feelings and, and emotion and all of that. Mm-hmm. 
But the God love is agape love. He touches you. When he says he loves you, he loves you with compassion. When he says he loves you, he embraces you in our love. You make sure that you know that you are in our love. And God's love for you brings you security. It brings you security. Because when you know that God loves you, and the, and the enemy brings some shame or guilt and condemnation and things to that nature, God loves you to secure and give you that sense of, uh, of security that you know that you know, hey, my God loves me. I know I messed up. But he said it's wonderful and just to forgive. And so I just cling to him. I just cling to his love. And he forgives me. He cleans me. And he made our relationship back up again, our fellowship back up again. And we continue on with our life. None of us is perfect. None of us is perfect. But the Bible tells us to reach for perfection. How do we reach for perfection? For perfection is when we stay in his love. When we stay in his love, then we are perfect in him. And in him is perfecting everything for us. Praise God. I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay right here <laughs> and let you guys go because uh, I know you got to celebrate your father's day with your child and everything. And uh, I hope you guys get some out of it. Amen. At least for the scripture. And uh, yeah, we go. So, I pray. Here we go. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you that you are a God that embraces with your love, Lord God. And in your love, in your love, we know that we are secure and we are and we, are, we have trust in you, Lord God. Yeah. And so, Father, as we go out of here, Father God, to go in uh, with our family or in, in our everyday life, Father God, we thank you and we put our trust in, this, in, a, in, in your protection, Father God, in your divine protection as we go out of here through our days, every day. And uh, we thank you, Father God, that you said that you will surround us with your favor, Lord God. We know that we have favor with you. Amen. And everything, Father God, that we go about in our daily life and that we touch, Lord God, let it prosper. Let it prosper. Everything that we do, Father God, we endeavor to do it to, for your glory. And you get the glory in everything that we do as we, give our, as we live our life according to your ways, according to your purpose, and according to your will. Your, your, your will. And we give you the glory, we give you the honor for being a good God. Not just a good God, Father, but you are our Father. Yeah. We know you are your other Father, not just a God. We know you are the Father, and we know that you are the perfect Father that we have in our life. The perfect Father that we always dream of. <laughs> in Jesus' name we pray, we give you glory and honor. In your name, Jesus, amen. 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 The miss. This is good. Yeah. You did this.